Hey, and welcome to this podcast by Chestnut Mountain Church, located in Flowery Branch, Georgia, where our mission is to saturate the world by making disciples. We invite you to check out our website at chestnutmountain.org and follow us on social on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at chestnutmtn underscore to learn more about who we are. There are also video episodes located on our YouTube channel, along with other content not on this podcast. This episode features a sermon replay from Sunday's message. Let's take a listen. Well, good morning. I know y'all are probably thinking, man, that just two songs, that's a lot different. Everything's gonna be a lot different today. Y'all okay for different? Um, Yes, so praise God. Um, I wanna start out by just sort of sharing a story with you that I think will help set the groundwork for today. And this is a story that I've shared in in student ministry before, but but I remember in high school, I had one of my best friends, his name was was Andy, and um, Andy was one of the best motivators. He was very influential. He was very faithful. And when it comes to football, if you know anything about football, those are some three, those are two to three adjectives that would describe a very, very good football fan, right? Influential, faithful, consistent, and that was this guy. And the reason I say that is because every Friday night, he was one of the greatest fans that North Hall High School had back in the early 90s. And the reason I say that is because if you remember anything or know anything about the history of North Hall. And that season, we were not very good at football. We played really hard. <laughs> yeah, y'all, that's like them parents. Well, you played hard, sweetheart. That was great. Yeah, but we lost. But it didn't matter who we were playing against. It didn't matter where we, was, where we were going. What Andy did every Friday night was he would create this environment of, and we called it the caravan. It didn't matter where we were going, but we had about 25 to to 50 cars that would meet in the parking lot and they would drive to wherever we played. It didn't matter how, if they were ranked number one in the state or if they had not won either, but this caravan was going. And all of that was driven by several guys in 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 our class and Andy was one of those influential guys. And And I remember that there was nothing that was ever gonna stop them. Even the Monroe, the city of Monroe Police Department. One night we were getting ready to play Monroe and we were stepping out onto the football field and we were getting ready for kickoff. And I looked around and like there was no student section. I was like, golly, where's the caravan at? The caravan's not here. So the referee walks over and he places the ball on the tee. I'm back getting ready to return the ball. And all of a sudden I hear horns blowing. I hear chaos. I hear screaming. I hear yelling. And then all of a sudden in the back of the end zone, here comes the whole caravan. But what had happened was they were on coming through downtown Monroe and got pulled over by the city police for impeding traffic. And literally the cop wrote every single car a ticket. Like there was like 40 tickets issued that night to the whole North Hall class. And so, but we realized that, that they loved us, that they were gonna be there. So now fast forward a year and Andy, this great faithful fan, he says, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna play football this year. So here goes our biggest fan and he all of a sudden says, you know what, I'm gonna play. 
So he comes out in the spring, he comes out in spring practice. He said, this will be a great time. We got two weeks of practice. I'm either gonna hate it or I'm gonna like it. So the first practice, I'm on one end of the field and I look down there and, and Andy's that guy. If you've ever played football, you know who those guys are. The helmet doesn't even fit him. He, he's out there in like tennis shoes and you know the, the pads are hanging off. And I'm like, dude, you look like you've, you, know, you just got out of a yard sale and you've showed up to play football. So the first thing the coaches do is they give him a tackling dummy. Andy thought, okay, this is a great day to have a pillow fight. So every person that came at him, he is whacking them upside the head with this dummy. Needless to say, very quickly, Andy began running sprints. That's all he did. His football career lasted about 48 hours. He said, ah, this ain't for me. But you know, the one thing I regret is because he experienced the, 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 the bad. He had to run because he was not doing what he was supposed to do. And he said, you know what? This is too hard. I got to put all this junk on. And now all of a sudden, I don't even get to hit these people with a pad. So I'm out. I'm not even gonna play football. I'm gonna go back to just being a fan. That was a whole lot more fun. But there's one thing that I regret. If I could have ever talked Andy into staying put, if he would have ever stepped forward foot on a football field on a Friday night, it would have changed everything. Because look, the reality is, is there's not a whole lot of football players that just love football practice. I hated it. Couldn't stand it. But man, when the lights come on Friday night, you forget about everything. There's nothing like the chill in the air, the, the, the hamburgers, the hot dogs, the fans hearing everybody pull up and then the, the cleats walking across the concrete. There's nothing better. If you've ever played football, you're sitting there right now just wanting to run through a wall. I know how you are because that's the way I am. But if I could have ever gotten him to step foot on a football field, I think it would have changed everything. And the reason that I share that story is because it sets the stage for today. It sets the stage for what you're gonna have an opportunity to do right here this morning. Over the last three weeks, we have walked through, um, I don't like to call them words, these are our three strategies that are gonna help us as a church saturate the world by making disciples. And these three words, we've been practicing them. I know it's kind of cheesy, and, but we want you to learn this language. And I was so excited on the way to school. Um, I think it was Thursday. I was taking my whole caravan to school and dropping them off at like eight different schools. And then all of a sudden, Deacon looks at me and she says, Daddy, I am so excited. And I said, why? Number one, we're on the way to school. She goes, Sunday, I get my Belong Become Build t-shirt. And I looked and I said, it's worked. The six-year-old remembers the three words. And so now we're gonna really test you, the intelligence, and see, I've kind of cheated because I wasn't even gonna give you the words this morning. But on the count of three, you're gonna do them and I'm gonna be quiet. I bet you there's gonna be some stuff on the screen that's probably cheating anyway, but that's okay. Y'all just make me feel, I'm not gonna look, I'm gonna pretend it's not there. Y'all ready? This is just on you, I'm not helping. One, two, three. One more time. I told you I wasn't gonna look back, but I did. <laughs> but you know, the beauty of this is these three words, I believe, have really given us a very clear direction on everything we do. Everything we put on the calendar has to be filtered through these three words because we believe that this is what God has called us to do. Number one is we want everybody to belong to God. That's 
utmost of importance is we want every single person that walks through these doors to understand that they can belong to God, but they can also belong to this family. But then once they belong, we want every follower of Christ to become a mature disciple of Christ. And then lastly, as you become a mature disciple of Christ, as you are in that process, we want you to be a builder. We want you to step into building the kingdom of God. And so while we talk about these three things, and, and I'm gonna be honest with you, for me, this, today's very exciting. When we talk about belong, become, build, that this is the, this is the strategies that's gonna help us as a church to, to saturate the world by making disciples. But this is one of those things that is so easy just to sit back and applaud. It's so easy to sit where you're at and go, man, that sounds great. That seems very simple. But what I want you to understand is it's one thing to applaud it, but it's another thing to be a part of it. And so what we wanna do is we wanna take a step today from, from, from being a fan to being that, that guy on the field, that girl on the field that's saying, hey, you know what? I don't even know what all this looks like, but I'm tired of just applauding and I'm ready to jump in. I'm ready to be a part of what God is doing here at Chestnut Mountain. And so what we're gonna ask you this morning is we're gonna give you an opportunity to be obedient and understand this obedience has nothing to do with you being obedient to me, being obedient to our staff, but it's being obedient to the one who saved you. That's what obedience is about. You owe me nothing. You owe the staff nothing. You owe the name of Chestnut Mountain Church nothing, but I think we can all agree that we owe him everything. We owe him everything. And so with all the conviction that I have, one thing that I do believe with everything that is in me, if we can just get you to step foot on the field, it'll change everything. If we can just get you to step foot on the field, it will change everything. And there may be some of you this morning that you've sat and you've, maybe you've been observing for the last month. Maybe you've been observing for the last 15 years. Or maybe you've been observing for the last 20 years. But what I want you to hear this morning is that you're gonna be invited to be a part of what God is doing. And if you'll step foot on the field, I promise it will change everything. And so what I wanna do right quick is I'm reminded of a, of a passage of scripture that that we get from the prophet Isaiah in Isaiah chapter six. If you've got your Bible, I want you to turn there because we're not gonna be here very long. This is very, very short, okay? Very condensed because you're gonna see we're responding a lot different today than we normally do. But in Isaiah chapter six, Isaiah the prophet has gotten a vision from the Lord and, and this vision that he's gotten from God is not a good one. It's a, it's a vision that's, that's talking about the captivity of the children of Israel. It's talking about the fall of Israel. But what God needs is God needs a messenger to deliver some very tough information to the children of Israel. And so we see in Isaiah chapter six, verse eight, we see this invitation. We see that God invites Isaiah. He, he announces this. He wants him to be a part of what's gonna take place. And in Isaiah chapter six, verse eight, we're gonna stop about halfway through. It says, then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send and who will go for us? Here's the invitation being offered. Here's the invitation being extended. But now once that invitation is extended, there's a choice to be made. 
Once an invitation, once you receive an, inf an, inf uh, an invitation, we talked about this a few weeks ago. When you get that invitation in the mail, no matter what it's about, you're either gonna accept it and attend or you're gonna throw it in the trash and you're gonna discard it. And so what we're seeing here is God is inviting Isaiah to be a part of what he needs done, the ministry that he needs accomplished. But what I love about the heart of Isaiah is he says, we see in the second part of verse eight, very simply, here I am, send me. Here I am, send me. Now keep in mind, the vision that Isaiah has received is not an easy one. It's not something that's just exciting and just, just you're gonna bring all kinds of, of laughter and joy and fun. It's a very difficult vision that he's received. But in spite of all of that, Isaiah still steps forward and says, here I am, send me. I don't, I don't know what it's all gonna look like. I don't know where everything's gonna lead. But God, here's my yes. Here is my yes. And so if you've been here for any amount of time, you've heard me reference this a lot of times. Some of you walk in my office and I have a big golden, it's not a golden calf or anything, but it's, it's the big word yes. It's just gold yes. And it's so simple that we say, God, my yes is on the table. God, I'm gonna do whatever it is that you've asked of me, even when I don't know exactly what it all looks like. God, here's my yes. Here is my yes. And that's exactly what Isaiah is doing. And so as a follower of Christ, as a disciple of Christ, the question is, is if you've been saved by grace through faith, have you said yes? Have you said yes to what he has for you next? Have you said yes to what it is that he wants you to do, where he wants you to go, and, and what it may look like? You know, we've been given very simple instruction. Jesus gave his disciples very, very simple instructions that we've talked about for the last several weeks. This is an instruction for all those who follow him. All those who follow Jesus Christ, he tells them right before he ascends back to heaven, Matthew 28, verses 19 through 20. He says there, he says, go therefore, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you and lo, I am with you always, even to the ends of the age. Now see, where we go wrong as Christians a lot of times is we look at that and we look at it through the wrong lenses because what we understand this is, this is not the great suggestion. This is not the great suggestion for those who wanna participate. This is the great commission for all those who follow Jesus. You hear me? All of those who follow Jesus. This is what we are commanded to do. We are all commanded to do this. We're called to go. We're called to make disciples. We're called to baptize. We're called to teach. And while all of that may seem very intimidating and overwhelming, I love what he tags on. Oh yeah, by the way, when you go, when you baptize, when you teach, hey, don't forget, I'm with you. I am with you. And with that statement being said, as a Christ follower, that's all the confidence we need. 
That it doesn't matter where we go, it doesn't matter the obstacles that we're gonna face, but we always have to remember the words of Jesus when he says, hey, don't ever forget, I am with you. I am with you. And what we talked over the last several weeks is we've talked about this cyclical process of discipleship and how it all just kind of stays full circle. And we've never really stepped out of that circle as a follower of Christ. We should always be engaged in what God has called us to do from now until he calls us home. But I understand that for every single follower of Christ in this room, we're all in a different place in this process. We're all in a different place in this process. You think about Addison and Kylie, they just now step forward. They came to know Christ just a couple of weeks ago and now they've been baptized. And so they're babies. They're baby followers of Christ. They're, they're infants. And so church, let us never stop at celebrating because we dunk somebody in the water. Now it's our responsibility to make disciples of these young women. That's our responsibility. We can't stop. It's just the beginning of this race. And so with that being said, while we're all in different places of this journey, this journey all started with the same one word. Go. Go. That's something that every follower of Christ has heard, that we are all responsible to go. And there's no doubt in my mind, there's some of you this morning that this needs to be you today. You say, well, Brian, what does go look like? I don't know for you. But what I will tell you is if you'll simply make yourself available, God will use you. If you will make yourself available, God will begin to shape you. He will begin to mold you and he will begin to use you to make his name famous. And the reality is, is that every person in this room today is invited. Every person in this room has been an extended an invitation to be a part of what God is doing. But the question is, what are you gonna do with that invitation? What are you gonna do with the invitation that's been extended? Maybe the invitation today is for you to belong. Maybe you've been wrestling for the last several weeks of, of even having a relationship with Christ. And some of you need to step from darkness to light today. You need to repent of your sins. You need to profess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and realize that you can belong to God. That this is the very reason he sent his son to die for you so that you could belong to him. You know, maybe you've been attending here for the last three to four weeks and you've walked with us through this Belong, Become, Build series. You've really heard the simplicity of who we are. You've really heard the simplicity of what God has called us to do. And so maybe you need to step from this, this kind of being a spectator to say, hey, you know what? This is the place I'm called to belong. I'm called to belong to Chestnut Mountain. I'm called to belong to this local body of believers. You know, and the reality is, you may be here today and you say, well, you know what? I, I don't have peace. This is, this is not where God's called me. Can I tell you this? And not without offending anyone, if this is not where God's called you, then we don't want you here. 
And I don't mean that in an ugly way because what I do know is that if you're a follower of Christ Jesus, he's got a place for you. And what we would love to do is come alongside you and help you find that place. Help you find where God wants you to belong. He wants you to belong to him, but I can promise you that as a follower of Christ, he wants you to belong in a local body. And we're okay if that's not here. We wanna help you find where that home would be. Because the reality is, is God's aligned your heart, whatever that mission is and that ministry is, is to that church he wants you to be a part of. We wanna celebrate that as well. You know, I've had so many people come to me before and they say, well, you know what? This is just not where I'm supposed to be. God wants me here. And you know what I say? Praise God, he's spoken. Praise God, he has spoken. Yeah, I don't like to lose anybody. I'm a very kind of family guy. I wish nobody would ever leave. But what I can say is if God calls you, you need to. That wasn't even in the notes. I don't really know why I'm going off on that tangent. So none of y'all may be back next week. So just forget what I just said. It sounded all spiritual, but never mind. I'm just kidding. I really do mean that. But as we talk about maybe you need to belong here, the next thing is, is maybe you're in the journey of becoming a mature follower of Christ. And you say, well, I don't even know what that looks like. What is it? How do I become? How do I become a mature disciple of Christ? You get discipled. You get plugged into a group. You get plugged in on Wednesday night. And here's where I wanna plug Wednesday nights right now. Can I tell you, if you're not here on a Wednesday night, you're missing some excitement. You're missing some energy. I walked up to the third floor last week. There were women everywhere, like everywhere. Then we have two glasses of established going on. And then on Thursday mornings, we, we gather on the third floor again. And this past week, we had 55 men that were crammed in a room together with coffee and biscuits. And so when you do the math, I look at that and I'm thinking, okay, there's 150 adults who were wanting to become mature disciples of Christ. Church, that's exciting to me. That's exciting to me that, that people are hungry for the word of God. And maybe that's your next step is get it plugged in a group. Get plugged in some discipleship model. But then what we always wanna work towards is for all of us as a follower of Christ to be a builder, to build the kingdom of God. And the beauty of building is there's always different tools. There's always different pieces of equipment. There's always different materials. You say, well, what, what, how do I build? How do I build? There's plenty of places that you can be a part of building. You're gonna see that in just a moment. You can serve in students. You can serve in kids. You can hold a door. I'm sure there's like a long line of people wanting to drive the golf cart. You can help make coffee. You say, well, Brian, what does all that have to do with building the kingdom of God? Can I tell you that every baptism, this is where I want you to step foot on the field, that every baptism, every person we see step from darkness to light, do you realize that every builder plays a role in that? You say, well, how does it play a role if I'm just holding the door and greeting people? You never know what those people are bringing in here and they see you smiling, you welcome. All of a sudden, they've had a rough morning. Now their walls are down. Now they feel at home. Now they feel accepted. And guess what? Because you smiled, it opens their heart and their mind to the gospel of Jesus Christ. 
And so the beauty of every person that gets baptized is that every builder plays a role. You say, well, I just served down there in the kids. What's that? You're providing mom and dad an opportunity to come in here and hear the gospel. Everybody plays a role in building the kingdom of God, no matter how big or how small. So when we respond in just a minute, where are you at? Is it to belong? Do you need to take a step in becoming or do you need to take a step in building? But there's one option that we didn't lay out there. And it's not the option to do nothing. As we've said it so many times, God did not save you to do nothing. God saved you to be in that puzzle somewhere. God called you here to be a part of what he is doing in light of this church. But God didn't save you to sit. And I love you enough this morning to tell you, I just want you to experience it. I just want you to experience what it is to be a builder of the kingdom of God. Because once you step foot on the field on a Friday night, it changes everything. Once you see that person come through the baptistry and you see somebody profess their faith in Christ and all of a sudden God will remind you, hey, that's the one you held the door for open yesterday. That's the one you changed their child's diaper downstairs. And God will remind you, hey, thank you. Thank you for simply saying yes. And so as we get ready to, to pray us out this morning, th again, things are a lot different. The band's not coming back out. Jared's gonna come and give you some specific instruction. But I know there's some of you that are sitting here right now and you say, well, Brian, where I, I feel like I, I know I'm a follower of Christ. This is my home church. So I belong here. I know that I belong to him. I'm already plugged in a small group, so I, I feel like I'm, I'm becoming. I serve in kids once a month. I, I'm on the guest services team. I, I've, I, I serve on Tuesday nights to celebrate recovery. So I'm really not in it any. I, I don't really have to find anything anymore. That's where you're wrong. So don't dismiss yourself today. Number one, you gotta go to the gym to get a free t-shirt, Right? Can I get an amen? Free t-shirts, you heard, free. No strings attached. But yes, you gotta go get a t-shirt. But maybe you say, well, I've already got all this stuff. I'm already doing all these things. I can promise you there's somebody in this room that's not. So what does it look like if you are involved in a small group and you see somebody that they may be wandering around thinking, hey, I don't have a group. Why don't you say, hey, why don't you come with me down to the, to the small group tent. Why don't you come down here and, and let's help you get connected. Maybe you're serving in student ministry. You say, hey, you know what? I, I'm serving in student ministry. And you know what's always said with student ministry? You always invite people to serve student ministry and you never say, hey, come serve in student ministry. I'm getting to change their lives. The opposite. Hey, sir, come serve in student ministry. These teenagers are changing my life. So maybe you need to invite people in. Maybe you need to invite somebody to be in a group. Maybe you need to invite somebody to serve in the ministry that you're serving in. So if you're already feel like you've crossed all the boxes, belong, become, build, check, I've done all those. Your work's not done, be a builder. Be a builder and invite somebody to be a part of what God is doing here. 
Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you made a decision or if you have any questions about salvation or anything about this Christian journey, one of our pastors would love to connect with you. So to connect and find out what your next steps are, go to our website at chestnutmountain.org slash next steps, and there will be a form for you to fill out so one of our pastors can connect with you. We also want you to do three things right now. Number one, leave a review on this podcast. Tell us what you think. And also, a review allows us to reach even more people. Number two, subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already so you don't miss an episode during the week. And number three, we want you to go check out our Chestnut Mountain Church YouTube channel. So maybe there's some visuals in this episode that you couldn't see but wanted to see. And that's why we have video versions of these episodes along with other content not featured on this podcast right now on our YouTube channel. Lastly, we invite you to join us live for worship on Sunday mornings in person at 9 o'clock or 1045 a.m. Eastern Standard Time or online at 1045 as well. Learn more about us on our website at chestnutmountain.org and don't forget to follow us on social at chestnutmtn underscore for more encouragement and to see all what God is doing in and through CMC. We love you, we're praying for you, and we'll see you next time.